The tea is ready as Anthony Colasano and Emily Cott bring you the latest news around pop culture with this week's episode of Pop Culture Tea. What's going on, everybody? Today is Monday, November 8, 2021. Welcome back to another edition of Pop Culture Tea. I'm your host, Anthony Colasano, and with me as always is my lovely co-host, Emily Cott. Emily, how are you? You great? You good? Yep, great. Awesome. So... Emily kind of came up with this idea kind of on the spot. We, we, uh, there was a ribbon cutting ceremony at now my alma mater, her current school. She attends Rider university and she came up to me and was like, Oh, I have this idea to talk about toy story. And I was like, okay. I was just like, I, ne- I never asked you like, what made you want to talk about uh, toy story? Was it because of the but was it because of the Buzz Lightyear trailer that came out, or was it just did you just or did it just kind of just pop in your head? So before you came yesterday, Tommy and I were having a conversation about Toy Story, and I'm like, wait a minute, we can do that. So what 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 was the conversation about though? Like we in particular talking, to them, we were just talking about like which Toy Story movies are favorite. Right, because there's yeah, yeah, because there's four, and yeah. all of them are, and all of them are great. Yeah, but it's like in general, because mm-hmm. all of them are great too. It's just the fact that like they're all like they all kind of set a really high standard. That like even though you you could say like oh like for me it goes like one, three, two, and four. But four wasn't like four is not a bad movie. It's just the I level agree. the 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 bar that it set for itself was just too high. I don't like four. Yeah, I think they should have stopped it at three because there was a massive like gap in that between. Well, there was a massive gap even from the second to the third one. It was an eleven year gap, and then the third, the fourth was a nine year gap. So I'm just like, why do it? You know? Yeah, I I don't like the fourth one at all. I just thought. Don't fix it's not broken. (laughs) Like basically, it was a money grab. That's what it was. I mean, like they are—they already have money from like their other movies. Why add on to the Toy Story? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like because the third one grossed a billion dollars, so it's like why? And that one ended nicely, and that one was really like I put everyone in for like a, a emotional roller coaster, you know. During the third one, I'm like, no, that is so sad. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what Pixar does best. Yeah. They, they they tug at your emotions. But, uh, but we're really focusing this episode kind of on uh, the first film, the original, that kind of really kickstarted not only the franchise, but Pixar itself as a media uh, corporation and brand. And then the second segment, we'll dive into briefly about kind of the impact that um, not only that the movie had, but the studio had on kind of the entertainment industry and society in itself. So Emily, like you, this was like your idea. You kind of took the reins. I know I... You know, I briefly ran through the our our little script, but uh, you can kind of uh, take it away in regards to the OG of Toy Story. Oh, and mind you, we do have pop culture trivia in the middle of the segment, and it's revolving around the original Toy Story. So we both have questions revolving that. Hopefully, they're not the same question now. So that that'll be interesting. Yeah, because you and I were both talking, be like, "Oh, this is a good one." This is, I'm like, I wonder if it's. Mm-hmm. Or, or 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 if we came across it like during while we were picking, 
No. Anyway, Toy Story 1 was released on November 22nd in 1995. So it was the first full-length film that Pixar made. And it just like led the way for other and future films from Pixar. So the characters are the main characters, at least, because there's other there's a lot of like side characters, but but focus on the main characters. So there's Woody. Woody is Andy's favorite toy, which is so Andy is well, we see him like grow, grow up like as the series goes on. But in Toy Story 1, focusing on that, he was a child. He was a young child. He had a baby sister. But Andy, he loves playing with Woody. Woody was a cowboy toy. Like, he was like a, a cowboy doll. And he had a string that would say different phrases. And it was his favorite toy. But Woody, his character, he cares all about the other toys and makes sure they all, they all receive equal attention from Andy. But he gets jealous when Andy receives Buzz Lightyear as a gift for Andy's birthday. Because he realizes that he is no longer Andy's favorite toy. And he also becomes jealous because new toy, he's going to get replaced. So he accidentally knocks Buzz out of the window and all the other toys turn on him saying that he purposely did it. But despite like all the hardships that Woody and Buzz faced, Towards the end, they learn that friendship is more important than rivalry. And they, and yeah, they get along. They work together to solve a major problem, which I'll get into in a little while. So Buzz Lightyear, he's the new toy and he gets played with more than Woody. And Buzz is aware that Woody does not like him, but he still would do anything for him despite not getting along. And at the end, they become best friends. Mm-hmm. Getting into like some of the more minor toys. No, I just think that you know, what like with Buzz Lightyear, I think it's kind of cool in a sense of like how that the movie also kind of showed like the transition of like kind of like like the old school toys that those were like like Woody, Rax, Slinky, like they're old school, and then there's like this is the new wave of like tech toys, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So it's just interesting how you know, and then it really started to make wave kind of as that decade progressed and as we enter the new millennium. So, I mean, that's what makes Pixar so great. They're, they foreshadow and, you know, they, 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 they have an eye of what's next, which is cool. Something something I found kind of interesting was that like all the toys, except for like most of them actually, except for like Woody and Buzz Lightyear and Jesse, they all like, um, I guess, like, are, like, actual toys in real life. Like, Rex, I'm sure he's a toy in real life. Mr. Potato Head is. Bo Peep. Ham is a piggy bank. Slinky Dog, a Slinky. Um, So, I mean, like, they all, like, are are real toys in real life. But I just Mm -hmm. found that kind of interesting. Yeah, how they were kind of, they kind of didn't, they kind of made it, like, yeah, they made it real in a sense that like, you know, like you, that like you, that like your child could go through this or like you as a self who's watching as a kid could go through this, you know? Yeah, they wanted to make it more realistic so that it can hit like all audiences. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes Pixar so ingenious, which we'll get to later on. So the next character, Rex, he's a kind and lovable toy. 
he's a plastic dinosaur toy who despite like the stereotype that dinosaur he's loud he's just like this shy little little dinosaur toy he has anxiety he fears that he's gonna get replaced but he just like loves all the other toys mm-hmm. yeah and he's kind of like he's kind of has this like i don't know you kind of like enjoy his personality he's like really like uppity and ampy too rex uh i think you kind of need that kind of in a you know in a group like that and also like if you were to have like a friend group that's like that big you always need to have that one person who's always like who can be the happy-go-lucky always amped up like ready to go is always you know can put people in a good mood um he's always there for the other toys and like i said he always fears that he will be replaced or left behind but he's not forgotten by andy andy remembers him yeah Um, ham he is he's a piggy bank he's very sarcastic and has a sense of humor but sometimes he can come off as rude to the other the other toys yeah he's got a little bit of an attitude but i think that's just his personality he needs an attitude adjustment like Mm -hmm. but yeah he he just makes things more interesting like we always like we need that one sense of humor like one character with a sense of humor and ham is just it Mm -hmm. but woody when woody was accused of purposely throwing buzz out of the window ham was one of the toys that thought that he purposely did it but at the but at the end he realized that woody was telling the truth all along and that it was an accident so most of the toys accused him of this, but Slinky Dog and Bo Peep did not. So I'll get to them in a minute. But Mr. Potato Head, he's similar to Ham. He has a sense of humor, but he's very defensive. Like if somebody accuses him of something, he's like, he, he like has a point and he sticks to it. He's like, no, I didn't do that. But he's not afraid to speak his mind when something doesn't seem right. And Andy depicts him as a villain when being played with. Like Andy, when he plays with the toys, he likes to just like create little scenes with them and just like mm-hmm. like the one scene, it was like a bank robber. So so Mr. Potato Head was the bank robber. And it's just, it's fun, but that's actually how his character is when not with Andy. And in the first movie, Mr. Potato Head wanted a Mr. Potato Head which eventually came true in Toy Story 2. And, 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 and I think that that was one of the toys, I think that I, I, I could be wrong, like, do you think Mr. Potato Head was kind of the most, I wouldn't say like iconic in the movie, but in terms of like merchandising? Yes, I think that, that I agree with that actually, because I'm sure Mr. Potato sales went up after Toy Story hit. Yeah, because it's just like it was just so indifferent, and I remember just like, um, like all like when I was working at like aftercares and daycares and stuff like that, I would always like see them around. Yeah. So I was just like, but I would never see like a Buzz Lightyear or like a Woody still today. But I always saw Mr. Potato Head, and the kids would still want to play with it. I think Disney actually bought Mr. Potato Head after the movie. Oh, they bought the rights. I think they did because it was Mattel and yeah. then, but there's one character that didn't get bought until the next movie, the next two movies, um, Barbie. So they originally, they wanted Barbie to be 
Woody's love interest, but that didn't happen because Mattel said, no, we're not going to give you the rights to that. Look at Disney trying to take over everything. I know Disney's trying to take over like Mattel, like all this, all these toys, these toys, all these media companies, they just, they want to, they're, they're monopolizing the industry little by little. Disney took Pixar. Took Pixar, ESPN, Hulu, they have ABC, yep. Lucasfilms, Marvel, 20th Century Fox. Like, it's, it's kind of absurd when you think about it. You know, they're going to take Nickelodeon away from us. Oh, I don't know if they could do that. Viacom is it's kind of like, I think the big media giants, it's like, it's like Disney, Viacom, Warner Brothers, and... I, I want to, I'm trying to think of another one, but those are like kind of the big three. I would yeah. say, I think there was a big four with 20th century before I got bought out, but those are like the four yeah. uh, giant ones. But D- Disney's definitely winning. Like, I don't think Disney can't have everything. <laughs> they don't understand that. They yeah. have an idea. <laughs> yeah. Like they, like there needs to be competition or else it's not going to be like, exactly. you know, it's going to become every, the price is going to go up and there's not going to be, um affordable because i mean you know disney plus is getting raised this year you know so it's just like thanks you know raise an extra 10 bucks like it's not like i'm like uh you're making enough money as it is like you don't need you don't need any more <laughs> no you don't but but anyway it's just a side note so the next character is slinky dog so slinky dog in the original draft in the original pitch i should say it wasn't originally going to be a dog. Did you know that? What was it going to be? A, a caterpillar. A, uh, I guess I could see that, but. Yeah, but it got rewritten into a dog because I guess like Pixar was like, you know what? More kids are going to want to see the dog more than a caterpillar, which I agree with. I think the caterpillar would really work. Yeah, I think that it also too, it would have, um. I think, and I think it's just more friendly on picture too. I think they did have a toy caterpillar though, at one point. Maybe, yeah, maybe they did. I don't remember, but maybe it didn't have a big role. No, I don't think it did. Mm-mm. But before Buzz Lightyear came, Slinky Dog was Woody's best friend, and they 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 got along really well. So Slinky Dog's character, he's very relaxed and a calm personality. He's just the character that's like, oh, go with the flow. If you want to do this, I'll do it with you. Mm-hmm. Very chill. Yeah, I think you kind of, yeah, there's always those people who are kind of just go with the flow. Like, there's like, do whatever, Yeah. you know, which is, I mean, which is fine. I think those people are either, I think, I think they're one of two, those people are one of two ways. They're either like, they're so like grounded with themselves that they're just like, whatever, because they're like, they just are, or they're like the ones who are kind of just like, they don't want to like feel like they don't belong in a sense, if you know what I mean. So it's, it's either like you're either one way where you're just like so content with yourself that you just do whatever. Cause like, no matter like what happens, like you're still going to be you rather there's the other person who it's like, Oh, I have to do this because like everyone else is doing it. Exactly. So next character, Bo Peep was inspired by the nursery rhyme, little Bo Peep. So Bo Peep, she, she's actually like a lamp. She's not really like a toy. Yeah, she's like a, 
Yeah, she's like an antique kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, she's Woody's girlfriend in the in the movie. But like I said, originally it was going to be a Barbie doll, but Mattel said no on that. So for now, they stuck with Bo Peep as the love interest. And she's very loyal to him. But when Woody was allegedly accused of pushing Buzz out of the window, Bo Peep stuck with him and Slinky Dog and gave him like the benefit of the doubt. I was like, you know, I don't think you did this. Mm-hmm. And they didn't turn on him, unlike the other toys. Yeah. And that, and that's and that's like loyalty. Like, you know, I think I think with friendships and it's kind of and you and you need that. You need to kind of hear the person out first and see like where they're coming from before you make any type of decision, you know, cause, cause, you know, we've talked about this. It's like, it's like, there's like, there's like impulsive behavior and you, and sometimes you react based on your initial reaction to it instead of like, all right, let's just kind of just take a step back, break it down. And then, and then um, try to come up with a solution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in every friendship, there needs to be that one person who we're both people who are loyal and be like, okay, well, here's what's going on. I don't think you did it. But yeah, somebody who just sticks by you when everybody else does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, yeah, I know that some people don't do that and they could be categorized as like fake or just like they only care about themselves, but it's like you need to have those people who will have your back and, and those people who do do that are like, you can tell that those are true friends to have. Yeah, I feel like Ham in here was not loyal to them. He was like, he wasn't afraid to say, oh, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he wasn't loyal to any of them. Mm-hmm. He didn't really have any close friends in the group. Nah, kind of just like, eh. But I think also Ham was probably just content with himself. He was just like, you know, he knew his place. Yeah, he knew. He, he I feel like he was like, I know I'm best, so that's it yeah because it become yeah because he's the one with all the money yeah literally that's actually i never thought of that yeah that literally just came up in my head I'm like oh maybe that's why because he's got all the money it's probably yeah, not I a lot of money because it's from a kid yeah that's true he probably has like some pennies quarters yeah a few a few dollars here and there yeah, a few dollars. next character andy andy's a weird character because he's not the main character but yet it's yeah it, mm-hmm it's you weird because it, right? it, 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 yeah, because it, it revolves like it revolves around like his toys. But he's not the main character. He only appears very rarely. Yeah, and you don't even like really like see him during the movie, no. or you kind of do. So at some at some points you do, mm-hmm. but it's not like like I feel like his role wasn't as big as another character that you forgot to mention in this. The, the villain. Oh, Sid! Yeah, the neighbor next door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sid. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the? Uh, there's like a TikTok of like, of someone acting like Sid. No, I have. Have you not. ever seen it? Oh my god! It's so. It's like it's the adult version of Sid. It's so funny. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because 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 he actually looks like him too, which really? is the funny. Yeah, which makes it that much more funny. I have to look that up afterwards. I'll, I'll send it to you. I think yeah. I got to. Yeah. yeah. All right. But we see 
we see that Andy, like he progresses through age throughout the movies. In the first movie, he's a child. In the second movie, he's like a teenager. In the third movie, he's getting ready to go to college. So it's like we see him grow up throughout the film, throughout the movies, but he still doesn't really appear much. But he loves playing with his toys and makes scenes with them. He's he's a child. He's a young child. But something I found interesting is that we only see him and his mom, his mom and his sister. We don't know what happened to the father. If he has a father, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's like a plot hole, you know? It's, yeah, I mean, it's Disney, so I mean. There's plot holes in like good. There's always some plot holes in like any movie. And like, and like you said, there's, um, you know, I remember, I remember I was talking to my coworker about like, oh, the plot hole in Friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like she brought up the one of like of um of like remember in season six where Bruce Willis guest starred as Liz's father. Yeah. And then like in season seven, they were like obsessive over Die Hard. But guess mm-hmm. who guessed but and Bruce Willis wasn't that was his movie, Die Hard. So I'm just like, well, where's that mix? But I kept I tried to explain her that like he was playing a character. He wasn't playing like exactly. He wasn't playing the same character. Yeah, like he wasn't playing himself was playing like a character and it happened prior to you know like he was on it prior to them referencing it in season seven which you know that, that was like a fun little kind of plot hole thing an argument we kind of had yeah that's fun mm-hmm. but the plot so the movie it opens up with andy as a young child playing with his toys and then the family is getting ready to move but first they celebrate andy's birthday so the toys are terrified because they all think that they're going to get replaced by another toy. So they send the green army men down to the party to scope out on what presents Andy received. And then Woody sends the army men back. And But then the army man tell them there's one more toy. The mother has one more toy. And that turned out to be Buzz Lightyear. So they were all kind of like, shaky on Buzz Lightyear because it's it's somebody new they're meeting somebody new it's there's uncertainty there they don't know what they're like mm-hmm. but I remember all the toys were fascinated with Buzz Lightyear because of like all his like fancy like they're like oh we don't have those buttons we don't have lights yeah and that's the thing of like the whole like the new tech thing because they're like they're they're old school like they like back then you had to use like your imagination to kind of play with the toys, you know, and really think outside the box. Yeah. And when, when buzz came into the mix, it's like, okay, he's just cool, flashy type with the cool buttons and the laser and he can talk on the talk. So, you know. And we also see like the progression of like Andy's bedroom too. Like it started off with all like Woody's Woody bedding, Woody pillows, like Woody, like posters. But then, like, as time goes on, we see that it turned into all Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. And Woody was not happy with that. No. Yeah, because he felt like, right, he was getting replaced. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was getting replaced. And, you know, he yeah. was upset that he wasn't the favorite, the favorite anymore. Yeah. Because, but- like, I mean, like, he would take um, he would take Woody everywhere with him. And then suddenly he was just put on a shelf because he had a tear in his arm. And Buzz was taken everywhere instead of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and it sucks because it's like you don't want to be 
like second fiddle, right? Because you don't, you know, no, no one wants to feel like that. But I mean, it happens. You know, exactly. it's how you deal with that type of adversity and accept it and kind of move on from it. You know. Mm-hmm. But fast forward to the big moving day. All of the toys make a plan to pair up so that they all can make it to the new house. But Buzz and Woody, this happened like like they got taken. Like it was like right after when he was when Buzz fell out of the window, was accused of pushing him out. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, Buzz and Woody made it next door to the evil neighbor Sid's house. And what Sid does with his toys is he tortures them different ways. Like he has torches, he has knives. He, we saw like what happened with all the toys that he had, like the Barbie dolls. And it's funny how this movie was rated G and he did all that. Yeah, I, I that, that's actually a really good point. But I mean, it was a different time. Don't forget, this was in 1995. Yeah, that's true. And, and you knew it was, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I just like, but why was it rated? Why did it get, why was it rated G? Well, I mean, it's toys. I know it's toys, but it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Like, look at, I don't know. I guess it's toys and it's animated, but I'm like, well, there was Sasha's party, but that was like a totally different game or movie. I don't know. I just feel like maybe it shouldn't have been rated. Maybe it could have been rated at least just PG because of that fact. Every other movie I could, I could see being G from a Pixar standpoint, but after like that, I don't know. I, I mean, but if you're going to go there, think about The Incredibles. To what extent? What do you mean? Well, there was some violence, quote unquote violence. That's true. That is true. And also Toy Story 3 when they're all when they're about to get incinerated. So, okay. I guess it makes sense. Maybe because I don't know how they do like the, the rating system. Like, I don't know how they categorize. Is it like what makes what makes something G versus PG? It probably a checklist they're like is there violence is there what kind of violence Mm -hmm. how many times does it happen yeah they probably have like some kind of system there Mm -hmm. agreed it's interesting i've always wondered that yeah that'd be kind of cool to know how they never really thought about it i haven't thought about it till now yeah but buzz and woody they get taken next door to sid's house and sid tortures them just like he tortures all of their toys so what happens is, was it, I think it was, I think it was Woody. Woody had like a, like a rocket attached to him and it got lit and, or something. Was it, was it Woody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woody had the rocket attached to him. So then Buzz, like they were strapped together. So they jumped together and then like Buzz's line like we're falling with style falling with style it's buzz's catchphrase i love it it's it's great but eventually they work together as a team despite like all the trouble that they had with each other and eventually they make it back into the car with the other toys yeah it's kind of yeah and then that was the kind of the ending of the first toy story well no the ending of the first toy story if you remember it was christmas time it was Christmas time, and the they weren't as scared of him getting a new toy because they knew that whatever happened, they would all stick together. And remember that it was a dog. They got a puppy instead. Ah, uh, 
See, I don't, rem- I don't remember that. I didn't remember that part. Well, I haven't seen it in a long time, but. Oh, uh, yeah, they got a puppy. Interesting. I wonder. I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess also like true. It's like you kind of like you kind of go through it once like that thing of like having someone new kind of enter your life and experiencing it and going through the ups and downs of it. So I guess that was true. It's like in a sense of like they know how to handle it in the future. Yeah. Going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So. I mean, I mean, look, I think it's a, it's, and then we'll get into it in the next time, but look, it's a, it's an impactful movie. It became, it started this crazy trend in, I think one of the most iconic runs in movie history for a studio yeah. that would just produce hit after hit after hit and the sequels being just as good. Now that's hard and that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because everyone just thinks of an original being good. It's rare that you that you could they could uh, say a sequel is good, if not better. I mean, original. I I disagree with one movie that a lot of people a lot of people are like no, that's not true. Okay, High School well, two and three. Oh, in terms of what? Just as good as the original. I think High School Musical two is better than the original. Uh, High School Musical uh, High School Musical three is like okay. I don't know, but, but then again, I think, cause they had more production too with the third one. Cause again, the first one was, I mean, it was an original movie. Like the first two was original movies. And the third one, they, 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 they were able to get a bigger budget. They, yep. they went, they premiered I went, the theaters. Yep. I went to the theaters for that. I remember that day. Yeah. I remember going to, I remember, you remember what I remember I saw, you know, you'll get a kick out of what I saw in theaters that, that, that kind of same year in 2009. What? The Hannah Montana movie. Oh my gosh, I went too. <laughs> yeah, I remember me and my friend were like, we were obsessed with Miley Cyrus because she. Cause, oh my gosh. Because because she was pretty, like like right at the time she was like the it girl, for like us back in the day, um, because at the time right because Zoe One Hundred One kind of ended and Jamie yeah. Lynn was kind of you know she had the pregnancy and I Carly was starting up but I wasn't a, I didn't find a Marina Cosgrove like attractive back then and then there was Miley a lot of people did so that was a I remember going to the movies for that and I remember they were like why are you going they were like but we went together so we kind of had each other's back like why are you going to see that we're like I don't know like why not exactly I don't know that but that that that, that, that was a good time that was a good time but uh but is that all what you have to say in regards to Toy Story in the first one all right cool all right so when we come back, it's the midway point of the show, pop culture trivia. I have a question for Emily, and Emily has a question for me. So when we come back, pop culture trivia only on pop culture tea. The tea is still hot. Here's more pop culture tea with Anthony Colasano and Emily Cott. Welcome back to pop culture tea. I'm Anthony Colasano, and alongside me is Emily Cott. We're at the midway point of the show, and that means it's time for pop culture trivia. As we're revolving around our topic today, Toy Story, I have a question for Emily. Emily has a question for me. So, Emily, I will start first. So, what toys went downstairs to try to scope out and see the birthday present that would be for Andy's birthday at his party? I have to say the names, or can I say what toys they were? What toys like they were? Oh, it was the Green Army Men. Yes. And it was the, um, it was like a, it was like a baby monitor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Walkie talkie. Yeah. And right. Yeah, was that it? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. It was more like the bucket of soldiers because they were like, I guess they they were like drill starts like move, 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 move. And then like Woody, I think was kind of like, like he was kind of the sergeant in a sense of like telling them like where to go and how to like. Okay, what kind of toys do we have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was mine. All right, so you're six and two. Yep. I am, what am I, four and three? No. I think I'm three and five. Yeah, I'm three and five, so. Okay. Sorry in advance, but what song was playing when they were on their way to the new house? Is it? No, it can't be this. It's not You've Got a Friend in Me. No? What? A song? That's like the iconic song from the movie. Is it? Is it? This isn't another iconic song, or is it like? Um. Is it like a pop song? Is it like? Is it like a song? Is it a song that wasn't written for the movie? Wasn't for that movie. On the way home. What the heck was popular in ninety? On the way to the new house. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Ugh, I don't know. Oh my god, I'm about to be three and six. This is really bad. Want me to tell you? Uh, Can I at least get the artist? Um, (laughs) I'm not so sure of the artist. Alright, fine. What is it? It's from another Disney. I mean, there's a lot of them. It's from another Disney movie? Yeah. Is it, uh... What was it? Kuna Matata? <gasps> really? You got it! Really? Yes. Oh. Yes, let's go. I was like, I was like, okay, it has to be from Lion King. Dude, I was like, I was like thinking like a whole new world, but like that's too like, um, uh, I was like that could be a, uh, I was like that couldn't, I was like maybe, but I'm like that was too somber, or it could have been, um, uh, you ain't got a friend like me, mm-hmm. from Aladdin, the Rob yeah. Williams one. That was one, but I was like, nah, I can't be that, cause. That, that wouldn't go with the movie. Like, I feel like Akuna Matata was the only one that could go for the movie. And I was thinking of the opening score of The Lion King. Um, whatever that song, what's the song called? The Circle of Life. So I was kind of like, uh, maybe that, but like, nah, because that's too, like, that that's like a culture, like, like that song, like, fits that culture and that vibe. Like, you know, Akuna Matata is like, if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're in that kind of mood, just, <laughs> that, that that song that song just puts you in a good mood and then like I don't know it's like you think of kind of the uh, the the mannerism of kind of that scene and them just doing doing their thing yeah so all right all right bet all right four and five all right we're 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 back in the winning column let's go all right cool all right so I'm back in the winning column however Emily still has a sizable lead on me um, but that's okay uh, we come back we're the comeback kids so. It, it, I, I, my, mine will get harder, mind you that. They will get harder. Yeah, um, mine will stay the same. Yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, so that is that's going to do it for pop culture trivia. Uh, but when we come back, it's the second segment of Pop Culture Tea, diving into the cultural impact the movie had and also the impact uh, Pixar had once this movie uh, was released and all the critical and uh, commercial acclaim came after when we come back. The tea is still hot. Here's more pop culture tea with Anthony Colasano and Emily Cott. Welcome back to Pop Culture Tea. I'm Anthony Colasano. Alongside me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Emily Cott. And this episode, we're really talking about Toy Story, uh, the original one, and also the impact not only the movie had, but the studio Pixar had on kind of the movie industry itself. So, I mean, I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, Toy Story, it had a lot riding on it. You know, it was, you know, this was the first movie that Pixar was releasing and it was under kind of the Disney umbrella. And this was at a time where Disney didn't own really Pixar fully yet. Like they didn't buy it. They didn't buy it out yet. And, you know, a lot was riding on it. This was the first time that a digital computer animated movie was being produced for a feature length film. This hasn't been done before. This was never done before. It was always like the, like, like 2d drawings, like, like that type of animation this is the first time that this was happening and trying for it would like would it work would it not work um you know the story had to be right and also if you think about it too like i know like it was under the disney umbrella but the studio was fairly new and the fact that they got like big name stars to do like the lead characters like tom hanks and tim allen at the time like it's kind of remarkable because tom hanks was like at the time that this movie came out or was about to come out, he was the, he had to be the number one actor in the world because he just did Philadelphia. He won an Academy award for that. Then he does Forrest Gump the following year and wins another one. So it's like, he has like all the power at that point in his career. So, and then you had Tim Allen who, you know, I don't know if you know this, but he had, um, he had a little bit of a rough going before he really broke big. I remember there was, like there was a cocaine incident where he went to jail for a little bit because he got caught you didn't know that no i didn't know that yeah so he um yeah so he had that but that was like in the 70s and uh he was lucky that it didn't really like taint his career because in 1990 1990 1991 he landed the lead role in home improvement which was an abc sitcom which again is under the disney umbrella 1994 he stars as um as uh, Calvin in the hit Christmas movie Santa Claus, yeah, I which, which 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 we kind of have to we got to do that. Christmas time is coming around, Thanksgiving's coming around. You know we gotta we'll, we'll, we'll do yeah we gotta do an episode like compare our favorite Christmas movies like Christmas movies, Thanksgiving specials, that sort of stuff. Say that again. Elf is all the way up here for me when it comes to Christmas movies. Okay. Okay. It's, it's up there. I it's, it's tied with me. It's that one. And then there's another one. Uh, but I won't, I won't say what it is, but I kind of gave you a hint based on kind of what I said about Tim Allen, but anyway, so, um, but he did that and right. So his relationship with Disney starting to improve and then he lands the role of Buzz Lightyear. And I think that's also what kind of helped the movie in itself is having two big name stars linked to this movie, help them commercially. And also the story, help them critically in terms of like, okay, like these, these people at the studio know what they're doing. They know how to write great, uh, great content. And I think that from, from that point on, 
you know, it kind of escalated because, you know, like you said, Emily, you know, they were a new company when they first started Toy Story. Steve Jobs was, he invested in this in Pixar too. Yeah. So he had, he had ownership within it. And obviously we all know Steve Jobs as the famous uh, founder of Apple. Um, but, you know, he, but at the time Apple wasn't that big. Um, they were going through some serious issues and this was kind of this falling back as kind of side hustle, I guess you can say in Pixar. And then, you know, they were still trying to figure stuff out because they were a new company. Um, but, you know, they ran a risk, put out the movie, became a massive hit. And then Emily really kind of after that point, I mean, the studio kind of exploded with movies, you know, yeah, it, was, it was, they went on a, you know, it was like every other year it was a, it was another hit, you know, they took, I think they took a little bit of, they took a little bit of a break after the first movie. And then a bug's like came out in 1998. Then in 1999, the sequel came out to toy story two, which was, which was just as good. Then in 2001, we got monsters Inc. 2003 finding Nemo, 2004 incredibles, 2006 cars, 2007 Ratatouille, 2008 Wally, and then 2009 um, up. So it's like, and like you can't really say anything bad about those movies. No, they're they're all great movies. So it's like, and it's kind of it's kind of uh it's kind of crazy how they how they were able to do that and you know and sustain that much excellence because that's really hard for a studio to do that. Yeah, definitely. Like not one movie flopped, both both like financially, you know, or or critically. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and I'll, and I'll say this to you kind of, um, and obviously by the mid two thousands, Disney bought out Pixar, um, Steve jobs. I think, I think he let go of whatever majority stake he had in the company and then Disney just bought it out. And now it's like, it's under the Disney umbrella. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, like, so Steve jobs, I mean, he saw a majority of his stake. So at that point, Disney had full ownership of Pixar. However, you know, they still kind of, show it in a sense of like because when they first started it would be like pixar would come first and then the kind of the disney kind of opening graphic and you know you would think that they would change that up but they kept it the same just to keep it um kind of keep it the same and just i guess i don't know not confuse fans i mean i don't know it's not like it's not a big deal but um it just shows like we said kind of um I think we said this either. I think we this is on the record or earlier in the show how like it's Disney starts to monopolize the industry. Yeah, we said it. Yeah, we said it earlier how like Disney they own every everything like under the sun, except for very few companies which they can't get. But it's like Disney can't own everything or else there's no there's no there's no no, no diversity no like you know because. Because Disney's very like they're very like cautious of like the brand and like the, what what the image stands for. Actually, like on Disney Plus and stuff like that, like they did have they made some minor changes to some some movies on Disney Plus because they wanted to keep their image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think like and it's just not good for like consumers to have it all under the sun because then it's like all right, then we're paying more money for it right because there needs to be some competition to offset cost you know because like we said disney plus is, is charging its price from 70 bucks annually to 80 dollars annually starting this upcoming january at least for me at least um i don't know about others but 
but but you know that like like i said earlier they have marvel all the superhero movies they had 20th century fox so everything that was under that umbrella so like the x-men the simpsons uh deadpool like all yeah. under that you know they have some rights to sony in a sense because of spider-man too you know because Sony, you know, they own they own that. They own uh, ESPN. They own ABC. They own like it's it's kind it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of crazy how much they own. And I think also it's like I think people think like that because of the fact that all these brands like make such great content, and it's all under that one umbrella. Like if you think of like Viacom, it's like they're CBS. There's Paramount Pictures, there's Nickelodeon, there's BET, there's MTV, but it's like, but those, but those kind of entities do not compare to what Disney has. No, no, Disney has a lot more than that combined. Yeah, because it's like that's more like quality. Like don't get me wrong, like Viacom produces quality stuff, and I do like, in a sense, like like some of their stuff better. But when it comes to like overall quality, like what it produces and kind of like yeah. what stands <laughs> out, it's it's Disney stuff. Yeah, it's a quantity versus quality kind of argument. It's like, well, you can either have more content or you can have better content. Yeah, but I think Disney has both a better, better Disney and more. Disney they have both. both. Yeah, they got both, which is like, uh, like, all right. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, look, I've been okay with some with like the direction that they've gone into with like with Marvel. It's been good. Like, there's been no real backlash except for me, like a few movies. I know when they got Lucas Films, people were kind of eh with that new Star Wars trilogy. Um, and then 20th Century Fox. I don't think they're really going to do anything with The Simpsons because honestly, like that show has to end at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I going on for like 30 years. Like you gotta. You gotta cut it somehow, sometime. Like, yeah. Like it can't be on forever. Well, who knows? You know, who knows? <laughs> But uh, but going back to kind of like Pixar in a sense, I rattled off all those movies. Is there like a particular movie that Pixar did that really kind of, you know, stands out to you? Because I because I think you did say something about like a sequel that that uh oh oh wait oh was it the High School Musical thing yeah, that you said? Musical, that's not Pixar. Okay, gotcha. Okay, just just making sure, just make sure. But what from that kind of Pixar genre really like stands out to you? Is it the Toy Story trilogy? or not trilogy however you do it like a four-part series is it finding nemo is it ratatouille like what like what is it the one that if you if you had to choose if you had all of them like lined up all the dvds or all of it kind of lined up on your tv which one would you be like i could pop this on right now oh that's a really tough question that it, it that's really hard um i like finding nemo that's a good movie Okay. I, I never, I've never watched Bugs Life. Okay, that one's kind of like underrated. It's okay. good, but it's well, not. Yeah. It's but, it. yeah, because it, it wasn't like as big as the other movies were later on, um, yeah. down the road, which I I agree with. Um, for me, oh, it has to be. Like car, like cars was really good just because of the fact that right when you're like I was like six, no I was seven when the movie came out and like right you're a seven year old boy right like you're into you're into that like cars and all that stuff so that was like that was kind of like the perfect time for that movie to kind of come out uh, so that was a good one I I did enjoy Ratatouille 
yeah, just the whole too. cooking, like anyone can cook. Like I like that whole thing. And like Remy, yeah, like Remy being like this mouse who was like this gifted chef. Like it's cool. And it was cool. Um, I also like Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah, that's a, I forgot about that. That's like I think I like that more than Finding Nemo. The ending really is. Oh, that's that could be oh. tough to watch. I Kitty. know. I like know every time. Like Kitty has to go. I'm like, oh no! I'm like, no, don't leave. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, that was that. That's a that's a that's a tearjerker. But um, but also kind of the iconic tearjerker within Pixar is up. The first like five minutes of the movie, they're like, <laughs> they're like, all right, here you go. Here's this roller coaster remote. We're about to put you under. I'm just yeah. like, oh, I was like, and, and it did it for like, and I think that's what's so great about Pixar is that like, it's a, it's, it's centered around kids, but like the adults can really understand it to a certain extent, you know, yeah. you know, cause even, cause even like, cause even like down the road in like the 2010s, they had like, um, obviously that's when the seagulls started to come out with like Incredibles 2 and Toy Story 3 and Finding Dory and Monsters University but one original that came out that really um, was, I think, ingenious in the sense at the time with mental health was like Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? uh, health class, think... you watched that. Health class in high school. Mm-hmm. You watched that in health class? Yeah, in high school. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't watch that in, in high school in health class. We had to watch. Uh, we had to watch other things. We watched like interventions of people. Well, we watched that too. We watched that too. But watching Inside Out was a little break from all that. That's good. At least, at least they recognized that. But, uh, but yeah, I think that movie, in a sense, really kind of honed in on kind of like the cognitive side of like of someone's emotions and really kind of honed in on like kind of like mental health. Yeah. Um, in a sense, uh, and that's kind of like a big thing nowadays. It's you know, you know, mental health and making sure that you're and th- and that's taken care of now more than ever it's, it's becoming like a big thing i feel like that movie is kind of great in a sense of showing that um it can happen to anybody even kids yeah you know so um all right so okay so 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 you say it's fi- finding nemo for you so were you a, but were you a big finding dory fan um no no you weren't no. a fan of it? Okay. Not. Were you a fan of any of the sequels? Like, um, well, so I didn't like, so out of the Pixar movies, I don't like The Incredibles. Really? Oh. I re- like, I like, I like parts of it. Okay. But you don't, why? I don't know. I just, I'm, I don't really find it as entertaining as the other movies. I mean, I like parts like where like Frozone's like, honey, where's my super suit? I like what? that. Where is I, my super suit? I like that. We actually, in high school, we had a kid for Spirit Week dressed up as Frozone and went around the hallways asking people that. But <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. We had a lot of school spirit in my high school, but I, I don't know something about it. I just, I can't really get into it. Cars. I couldn't really get into that. Um, Monsters University. I loved Monsters Inc. But when it came to Monsters University, I found it not as it's, I mean, it's not the worst sequel, but it's not the best. Yeah. I think it was weird how they kind of had to go back. They went back. It's like a, it's the, it's a prequel. 
Yeah. Because you go back because it's how like how they met and everything like that. And so that was like an interesting kind of take on that series. Well, um, I don't really like prequels. Yeah. You don't you don't like prequels? No. Mm, interesting. Oh, and have you ever seen the uh the series for it? They come they came out with like two series based on those movies, Monsters at Work and then um the series Doug. Really? Yeah. So I don't know. I've I've watched like one episode of like Monsters at Work. It was okay. Like it's like I don't know. It's like it's um how do I how do I say it? Like they're really just trying to m- make as much as they can with these like these shows. Yeah. Which I guess good in a sense of like right because like because we've talked about this in previous shows like the nostalgia factor. Everyone's like it's all about the sequel. It's all about the reboot and everything like that. Speaking so. of like for the nostalgia factor, so I don't like um, I don't like Monsters University, but I have I have the hat. I have the the Monsters University hat just for the nostalgia of it. I don't like the movie. Love Monsters Inc. Have the Monsters University hat. That's weird. That's <laughs> weird. All right. I mean, hey, you do you. I mean. I mean, it's kind of, it's, I mean, it has to be a cool looking hat though. Like it's kind yeah, of, I went, I went to Disney. I'm like, I have to have this. So I, I bought it. I'm like, you know what? I have to have this, but I won't watch the movie or I don't like the movie, but you know, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's, in, that, that's, uh, that's interesting. But, um, but in terms of like, so, and real quick, and I, and I think we'll kind of like, we'll kind of wrap up the show kind of like sidetrack because i think we've for the most part kind of wrapped up kind of pixar and twister in a sense but like going back to kind of like i guess kind of the sequels is there like a sequel that you regard besides high school musical because we already talked about that is there a sequel that you regard that is better than the original in any type of like movie and if so what is it i have two i have two in mind for me you go first i'm I'm trying to think of mine all right so mine is shrek 2 that's in my opinion i think a lot of people regard it's better than the original and then um spy kids too i don't like spy kids <gasps> what i mean uh, i i enjoyed it i know the cgi is terrible that's not why why i just find it boring what? i don't <sighs> i get i mean i think it's pretty good I don't know, at least for the time. I don't know. I just know the fact that one, like for Shrek, like it's just people just find the second one better. It's just like, I, really I don't know. The second one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And you would think the third one would be my favorite because Justin Timberlake's in it, but it's not. Yeah, yeah no. But, uh, but the segment for Spy Kids was that I watched like a, like, back in the day for dvds they would have like the but you go to the special features page and they'd be like behind the scenes yep. and um i watched it and robert rodriguez who was the director of all four of spy kids said i made the first one just so i can make the second one really yeah and and the first one did pretty well like it was an original movie grossed over 100 million dollars of a rather kind of small budget so they greenlit the second one they made it the following year and I, I like the plot. I think the gadgets were better. The plot was better. Um, yeah, it was just a fun movie. And I, and I, and I think also too, I think why I like it, cause I grew up with it. I was kind of in that age group that it was targeted as. 
So, but I don't know. Uh, all my friends, all my friends, they love Spy Kids. And then I remember I'd like go over to my friend's house and watch Spy Kids with them. And they'd be like, "Why aren't you? Why like you look bored? Why are why aren't you interested?" <laughs> like I I just I'm I don't like it. Huh. So do you like Bond? Um. No. No. Really? Wow. I, so movies that I like, like the sequels, the mm-hmm. sequels that are better than the originals per se. I think that the Goofy movie two was better than the original Goofy movie. Remember that was, one? Is that is Goofy movie two the one where his dad goes to college, or is that yeah. the first one? The, I think that's, that's, the, I think that's the second one. Okay, I I can see that that one was good. Yeah, because the first one was the road trip. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then also Princess Diaries 2, I think was better than Princess Diaries 1. Ah, Princess Diaries. That was a big, that was a big movie for Miss Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I have both of them on DVD. Yeah. That was uh yeah, that, that, that movie put her on the map. Yeah. Remember that her and, uh, her and, uh, Julia Andrews at the time. Yeah. It was interesting how they were able to get her. She was an iconic, like, act, like I like literally, like, like she's like Hollywood royalty, and like let's just throw her in a Disney teen movie. Do you, do you also remember um, Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Do you remember those movies? Yes, you like those? Oh yeah. <laughs> really? I love them so much. Those those were okay. I think I liked them at first. And now, like, I was like, eh. Cheetah little... Girls. The Cheetah Girls was really good. Ah, uh, the Cheetah Girls. Cinderella 2, I think, was good. Cinderella 2? Yeah. What was that about? That one was, she found, um, it was like, she was, she was living, she was living her life as, um, like, just in, living as a princess. Called was Cinderella it- 2, Dreams Come True. And then they had Cinderella 3. It was like Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. So, um, oh, is it, oh, this is the animated one though, right? Yes. Um, There's, there were Cinderella movies before they had the, the live action. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Cinderella too. I mean, the ratings aren't great on it. Only got eleven percent on Rotten Tomato, but Cinderella three was also good. Underrated. Cinderella three. That it was called Cinderella three: A Twist in Time. Okay. Yeah. Plot twist kind of thing. Gotcha. This is a a short movie too. Interesting. Huh. All right. Interesting. Okay. So they're all kind of, uh, they were all like Disney movie sequels that you liked. Yeah. Nothing that was um, different. Oh, there was an, oh, there's another one that I liked. Um, Rugrats in Paris. I don't think I've, I, I don't know if I watched that. Yeah, have you seen the original? Yeah. Okay. That one was that, yeah, I liked the, yeah, that one was good because they had three movies because they had the original one, then Paris, and then they had the 
Rugrats Go Wild, where it was the crossover episode with them and the Wild Thornberries. Yes, I love Wild Thornberries. So that one, yeah. So that 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 th- those were good. Like I could put that up there as you know they really kind of held their own, um, even after the original came out. So, but uh, all right, hey, but that's uh, all right. All Disney sequels for you. Yeah. You're 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 a Disney girl. I, I respect am. that. I love Disney. I respect that. But uh, I think that is going to do it for this edition of Pop Culture Tea. Uh, it was a fun episode. And, you know, with the holidays coming up, we got Thanksgiving in a couple weeks. Christmas is kind of right around the corner, as most people are likely celebrating it now. Because, I mean, no one really celebrates Thanksgiving until like two days before. Yeah. Um, so that'll be so we'll probably do some episodes around like some thanksgiving stuff maybe talk about like the thanksgiving parade or some like thanksgiving specials and then when christmas rolls around we'll probably dedicate some stuff to either talking about like our favorite christmas movies uh like christmas specials like christmas song christmas music you know i mean i'm I'm already starting to listen to some of that already yep mariah carey and michael buble have been defrosted that's a good pun yeah that's a good pun mine has been um uh in sync justin bieber of course that in sync justin bieber and um there's a couple other songs like like wham last christmas paul mccartney um and obviously mariah carey michael buble of course so um and maroon five christmas is over that's a good song too I found out. I found out about that song. I was at Ryder, and he had going to the SRC. Like we would play all the time when I was working out. I was like, "What?" I was like, "I was like, all right, I just, I probably just have to download the song." So, but, uh, but anyway, but that's gonna do it for this edition of Pop Culture Tea. We thank you as always for tuning in, and you know, spending your time listening to us. Uh, you know, we enjoyed we enjoyed doing this, and. Uh, we hope you continue to stick around and support us and we will be back same time as always Monday at noon for another brand new episode. Take care, everyone. That's all for this week's edition of pop culture tea. Be sure to stay on the lookout for more tea to be spilled on your favorite podcasting platform. 